A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Betsy, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Do you have a good week? Um, I'm trying to think what happened. Well, this if past you have to week. think about it. Then you well, know at least it was a that, decent week. Yes, yeah, so it was a decent week. I don't think anything really spectacular. Like, well, yes, I did oh, see some. Grief. No, no, no. You. If it took you this long, it can't be that spectacular. No, it, it was because you were with me. We saw some very good friends that uh, introduced us to Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh, so now you make me feel really bad. That was spectacular. That was spectacular. It was very good to see them. We had not seen them. Um, Don Decker from the Meyer May House mm-hmm. and Faye and Jim Fredericks. Uh, we had them on before talking about Frank Lloyd Wright, and we got to catch up with them a little bit this week. That's so that right. was that, that was, was like was the very, highlight of my week. It was very fun, and and Don had some ideas. Oh yes, he for did. future segments. Yeah. And his ideas were really good. Yes. So we're going to make some contacts before we really talk about this. Yeah. But he gave us some names of people to talk to who, if mm-hmm. we can pull this off, yeah, it's going to be very it's going to be really fun. Well, and Jim and Faye agreed to come back on. So you will hear them back on the radio with us at some point. Right. And, and that was very important to us because when they were here, you know, we recorded the segment. And right. then I turned off the recorders, uh-huh. and then the conversation really started going. And they had so many funny stories. Yeah. How they met Alan Trammell when he's throwing yes. his garbage away. <laughs> you know, just great stories. Right. Cuba right. Gooding Jr., Yep, they ran into him and didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. That was funny. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we can get them to tell some of those stories. And I'm share sure we them. can. They're great people. So, Absolutely. yes, that was a highlight. Yes, that was for me. Now let's talk about this week, what we've got going on. Yeah, we have this really cool device that we're going to talk about this week. It's called Color Muse. And if you haven't heard of it, you're for sure going to want to stay tuned because this is one of the coolest color tools I think I have ever come across. I think it's the coolest thing I've ever seen regard, it's, regarding it's color incredible. and all of that. Yeah. And all the different things it will do, and no matter who you are. Right. Professional painting contractor. Yep. Interior designer. DIYer. Everybody. It's, it's for everybody. It's inexpensive. Yep. Anybody can buy one. Easy to use. Easy to use. And you will be amazed at all the things it will do. Yeah. It is so cool. That's coming <laughs> up is. later. We're also going to be in the studio with Dale Hodgson and David Pop mm-hmm. from Rose Pest Solutions to talk about bats. Yes, because their calls are starting to come in. Right. People are starting to see bats yep. more and more. Spring Let's is figure here. out what we need to do. The first day of spring was this past week. Yeah. Well, it has been a little nicer. It has been a little nicer. Some rain. Snow is mostly gone. So bats, yes, they are coming out now. They're coming up. They're waking up. And we're going to find out all about them in a little bit. But right Right. now, because we don't have too much time, because we know, because this is all pre-recorded. They have a ton of information. Yeah, the bat segments are going to be really good. Yeah. We should have done things like na 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 You know, like the... Batman? Yeah. Oh, man. Right? Why did I not even think of that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving, moving on. on. <laughs> Let's talk. I really want to do this. I can't believe you just moved on that fast. Uh, yeah, from the I'm sorry. Well, because nana, nana, this nana. is an important thing 
to me to highlight one because of our. Because this was your idea. Y- yes. yes. So go was. ahead with your idea, Betsy. Well, I want to highlight our 17th Street store very quickly since we don't have a ton of time. Are we going to give out an award? It seems like you're getting ready to give out a plaque. Or well, something. no, but I want to tell everyone no, why no this is a unique store. If you are ever in the Holland area and you should stop by the store, it is our first store. It is our factory store. It may be tiny, but. It is an amazing place. You know, factory store means that the factory where we actually make Repcolite paint is attached to it. So you can come in and if you ask really nicely and ask for Victor, he might oh, take you on a plant Victor tour. Victor is going to be so pleased with you. I'm sure he will be. Victor <laughs> is really one of the, he's our plant manager. Yeah. And he takes a ton of pride in making paint, making good high-end paint. Oh, yeah. Victor and he's is... incredible at giving the tour and telling about yeah. it. He did that for me when I very first came here, and I was blown away. It was really great. Well, we had guests for one of the shows where we were going to record an interview yeah, with them, yeah. and we had time we needed to fill Mm because we were busy with something and we made Victor take them on a tour. And they loved it. Yeah, I felt so bad because we ditched them (laughs) off and yet they were actually sad to come back and see us. (laughs) I know. So yeah, the 17th Street store of all the Repcolites, we're going to highlight all of them over the course of this upcoming year, but this one is unique in that regard. It's Mm -hmm. the factory store. You can see where we make all of it. But it's also where we have the lab. Yeah. And that has two different components to it, really, when you think about it. We've got a stain matching aspect of the lab. Yep. Now, all of the stores, any Repcolite will do stain matching. Yeah. But at the lab, we actually have Bob Plosman, who works with process stain matches. So incredibly complex matches for the furniture industry, for contractors, things that require multiple steps. Yeah. Sometimes seven and eight complicated steps in order to get these rich, beautiful colors. Bob does all of that. It's amazing to watch him do it. Yeah. And then you actually have the chemical lab, which is where they come up with all the formulations for our products and they test them and things like that. So, you know, when we're coming up with new products, it's actually coming out of this lab in the back of the store, which is really cool. Very fun to watch. We're going to have them on in a little bit. We're trying to get them all okay with that idea. But yes. we want to talk about some of the chemistry and the technology right. behind paint, because mm-hmm. it's really surprising what goes into making a coating work the way it should work. Right. So all of that happens here. Yeah. But we've also got all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. We actually have the regular store where you can come in and buy the paint and the products, stains, all of that kind of stuff. Wallpaper. Yeah. We have a fantastic wallpaper library. We have Jerry here in our wallpaper department, and Jerry has been... A staple of this company. It seems like forever. I mean, you, you listen a... to her tell stories, and it sounds like she's been here since the beginning of the company. Yeah, not quite. I worked but... my late nights way back all those years ago with Jerry. That was always right. fun. Yeah, they have great things in the store. They have fantastic displays in their windows. The staff here is just phenomenal. So right. at least stop out and see them, check them out, and you know maybe come see what the factory store is like. Right now, coming up after the break, we're going to be in the studio with Rose Pest Solutions, talking about bats. Because they are waking up. How does that song work again? Batman! Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, we're going to talk about something really fun right now. Bats. We were just watching. This is interesting because we were just watching an Andy Griffith episode. Yes. And I showed you this. Uh-huh. And Don Knotts is going into a cave. 
Yeah. And he told Thelma Lou to watch out for the bats because they're going to get in your hair and uh-huh. lay eggs <laughs> and make you crazy. <laughs> so yeah. I decided that we needed to check with our guests because we're in the studio with David Pop from Rose Pest Solutions, the district yep. manager, right. and Dale Hodgson, the regional technical manager, again, from Rose Pest Solutions. So we're going to dig into this bat thing and get some answers. Yeah, thanks for being here, gentlemen. You're welcome. Pleasure. Um, so, first of all, are the bats going to make a nest in my hair and lay eggs? Let's just clear this up and right now. And make her crazy. That was the and other make part. me crazy. <laughs> to ease everybody's minds, no, the bats do not uh, lay in wait, <laughs> waiting for somebody with the tallest hair to get into. They just oh, simply oh, do not do that. Well, if right. it was the tallest hair, that'd be damned. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry, you're out of luck. That's true. But- so. I guess from what I've heard, you guys start getting calls this time of year about bats. People are starting to see them coming out or they're starting to see them perhaps around their home, in their home. Why is that? Well, the bats are hibernating most of the winter. They they actually started hibernating about uh, toward the end of October. Oh. Um, and they started and they've been sleeping mm-hmm. this whole time. Now it's time for them to wake up. Uh, because the insect populations are up again, or they're starting to climb. Once the food is out, the bats will be out as well, and they'll begin their feeding and rearing their young. So what all are they looking for to eat? I mean, I've seen stink bugs all winter long. Oh, so you're hoping that they're going to be scoping out the stink bug population? I can population. always hope, yeah. but I have a lot less. I will just give you a quick plug here, David, because I had you guys come out, and I have exponentially less than I have oh, in good. previous years, but good, good, there good. are a few little thing. stragglers. <laughs> so are they going to eat my stink bugs? They won't consume them entirely. They may try one or two of them, but they're called stink bugs for a reason. <laughs> um, not only do they stink, they do not taste very well. Yeah, they're really I know terrible. that because one died in my water glass and I didn't know it in the middle of the night and I took a swig. Oh, oh. That is disgusting. <laughs> I feel bad for anything that tries them. So, what are they eating if they're well, not bats, eating bats? Bats are insectivores. They all our species of bats that we have around here um, eat insects. They don't eat hair. They don't suck your blood. They don't do anything <laughs> like that. And I, their favorite food is really is the night flying moth. Oh. The large, juicy night flying moths that we mm-hmm. see. That's what they're after the most. They hmm. will feed on smaller insects. Used to we used to say that. Bats would eat 600 mosquitoes an hour, mm-hmm. but now we're saying that bats will eat about a thousand mosquito-sized insects in an hour. Oh, wait a minute! Oh. So they're not eating the mosquitoes. They're not as eating build? the mosquitoes to get rid of them or Is anything this something like that. that they've intentionally changed their patterns? No, they haven't changed. We've changed our knowledge. We just didn't <laughs> we, we know better now. What, what a disappointment that is. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't mind the juicy night-flying moth. But I really detest the mosquito. Yeah. And it's a little sad to hear that the yeah, bats not are not taking care of those. Or as many mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, Dale, what we should do before we go too much further, because there, I've got a bunch of questions about this whole exclusion thing and what we can do and when we need to do it. But when we contacted David about this particular interview, he suggested you because Dale has, David, a whole bunch of letters Behind his name, right? Yes, he has. He's full of letters. He is. <laughs> he is one of five of our board certified entomologists at, at Rose, uh, but he carries a distinction that is quite the honor because he's one of twenty five individuals in the United States that carries the CWCP, which is a certified wildlife control professional. It sounds simple, 
but it's quite extensive of what he had to do to be able to uh, get this. And only 25 people in the United States, that's, that's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. That's, he's certified through the National Wildlife Control Operators Association. Which is another string of letters, mm-hmm. the N- yes, that was COA. Did I yes. do that right? You did. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dale has become our company's go-to wildlife person. Uh, and, and professional, he is his his knowledge is very extensive, and and we're we're very proud to have him. So. Because you guys do more than just bug control, like mm-hmm. you know sometimes right. that's the idea that comes across. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned wildlife, Dale. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you get involved with? Are you wrestling gators? And well, stuff? not wrestling gators or anything. Would like you that, like but, to? Uh, <laughs> I'm interested in all kinds of things. So, <laughs> I so, hear that as a yes. <laughs> but I have, getting, I have gotten calls about snakes. We mm-hmm. do raccoons, squirrels, possums, the usual mm-hmm. stuff, bats as well. Um, I think the most exotic thing I've ever done was pull a king snake out of a dormitory room that had escaped well, from three floors above it. Relatively mm. exotic yeah. or yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to was a six-foot king snake, and you really didn't want that in your dorm room if you didn't want it to be there. Yeah. So how lucky for you to be one of the well, the few people that, that get to be involved in that stuff, because you're an expert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well... Did you go to special school for wrestling snakes? No, I did not go to that came that came the real education started the day I graduated. <laughs> and then the real education started the day you grabbed a hold of one end of that snake. That's correct. And you That's have to grab the right real. end. Oh. <laughs> How yeah, I yeah. got into this, I had been putting insects in jars and catching critters ever since I was a little kid. Very cool. And I just managed to turn that into a lifelong career. That's not wow. a bad thing. We appreciate it, <laughs> let me tell you. All right, now wait. Let's go back to bats yeah, because let's... that's where we were. Do they carry rabies? Because yes, is that why we should be concerned if they are in our space? Well, you, there's a couple of reasons why we should be concerned if they're in our space. One is, yes, they do carry rabies, okay. but the populations that carry the rabies really run maybe 2 to 5% at most. Okay. Where people run, have trouble is they'll see a bat lying on the ground mm-hmm. uh, and they'll try to handle it. They don't know how to handle it. They'll pick it up. Why um, would they do that? Well, people people are kind generally. They oh, want to make, so they're trying to they're be trying nice to be nice helpful. to the animal, and they'll pick it up, get bitten, and then that potentially could be a rabies threat. So mm-hmm. we should have the bat tested, and the person um, has to take appropriate measures after that. What about our pets and things like that? Like my dog likes to pick up things, and what if she comes in with? If a bat. A, if, a, if an animal, if if an animal carries a bat home, like a dog or your cat, mm-hmm. would bring back a little trophy to show you, and it's a bat. Mm-hmm. That bat really needs to be tested for, um, for the animal's sake. Okay. Um, and those bats can be sent to um, Michigan State Virology. That can be Googled too, mm-hmm. and they would give you exact protocol on how to prepare that. The bat can be, will have to be sent in whole, and it'll be tested, okay. and you'll get results back very quickly. Now, if we get bit by a bat, is it the same, same protocol? Exact same thing. Do we have to kill it? The or ba- well, yeah, yeah. The bat should, <laughs> the bat needs to be killed. Okay. Um, which is going to be hard for a homeowner to do, but in however that's decided upon, right. is that the head cannot be injured in any way because that's what's tested. That's what's the... tested. The brain brain tissue is tested, and that head has to be intact. So that's if we're bitten, that's if our animal handles it, 
Are those Correct. the only main concerns? Well, if there are usually the skin has usually to be broken, the skin doesn't necessarily have to be broken. If oh, somebody, right. if somebody were in a room sleeping, or a mm-hmm. little a, a little one, a mm-hmm. child were in a room sleeping, okay. and there's a bat flying around in there, or a bat hanging on the wall, and you hadn't been in there the whole time to see this bat, that bat should be tested. Um, there's a potential that the bat could have crawled across that person. Could have crawled across oh. their skin or their mouth mm-hmm. or something to that nature. And that's how rabies is transmitted. Oh. So that bat would have to be captured. Captured, euthanized, euthanized. sent in for testing. Sent in for testing. And we can get all that information online. Yes. Should we ever have that situation occur? That's correct. First call, to, first call to make would be your local health department, and they would be more than okay. happy to instruct you. So if we have them in the house, if we find them in the house, our best bet is to just leave them alone and get a hold of you guys. We would prefer that you would call us to handle your bats, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, a bat that's in a room, gets in your house, or you may have a colony of them in your attic or in the walls and things. You may hear scratching over the winter. Um, you know, We can exclude those, but we have to do that at the right time. We had one in our house a couple years ago, three years ago. Oh, my goodness. No, it was longer than that. doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't well, matter. it does because I was less mature. So that <laughs> oh, is very important. But the kids made a video of me dealing with the bat. You know, and as I'm walking up the steps, because they've told me where he is. They've seen him in the upstairs. And I've got a Rubbermaid or a Tupperware thing and a little cardboard slide underneath it that I'm going to put it over him and okay. get him out. Okay? So I'm going up the steps. And, and the, there's this video. And I'm all cool and collected. Guys, don't big deal. Dad, you're so brave. I said, yeah, this is what dads do, okay? We do this stuff. Did it fly at your face? No, he stayed right there. But you can watch the color drain from my face (laughs) as I approach him. And then I'm trembling as I'm trying to control the little cardboard slider. And then he moves. And the whole thing fell apart. And I realized very quickly, I got him outside. And I was unharmed. And the children... After you know a number of therapy sessions are fine, right. we learned let the experts deal with them. Is now the time? Because you said we're we're starting to see them now, but now isn't the time to really start dealing with it correctly? Correct. Correct. Now is not the time to do exclusion work. Although, let's for an example, let's say we have you have bats in your attic. If the bats are getting into the living space and we see where they're coming in from, yes, we can stop them from doing that. Mm-hmm. We cannot exclude them from going in and out, though, just now. Because what happens is, in the bat life cycle, bats mate in the fall. But the females don't, quote-unquote, get pregnant until the spring. Oh. So they're just now going to start having their young maybe in another four weeks. And what happens at that point is when the bats, in their normal course of flight time, bats will leave their roost, fly, feed, come back. They don't carry the young with them. Mm -hmm. If we were to exclude the bats now, the bats would leave and not be able to get back into the roost, and the young would die, and we we don't want that. Uh, Bats are very beneficial and misunderstood creatures. Okay. Well, that sounds like a challenge. So with that said, we're going to go to a break. Can you guys hang with us? Sure. And I want to find out exactly why they're so beneficial. Don't you want to know? Yes, and why they're so sadly misunderstood. I have my guesses. Well, we're going to find out all of that in just a few minutes. So stay with us. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And we are in the studio with Dale Hodgson and David Pop from Rose Pest Solutions. 
And David, you've been here a number of times. We've talked about all kinds of bugs mm-hmm. and what to do with them. In fact, we've got one of our managers at our uh, the manager at our Plainfield store has expressly said that we have to stop talking about bugs because it <laughs> yeah. literally freaks them out. Mm-hmm. But We've had a lot of fun having you here because it's helping us understand some of this stuff and be able to solve some of these problems. Now, we're talking about bats right now, and nothing is really, I don't know many things that are more disconcerting than sitting in the living room, having a great time, watching the tigers, and all of a sudden there's this flopping around the room and you realize it's a bat and Mm -hmm. everything gets real, real fast. But at (laughs) the end of the last segment, Dale, you mentioned that bats are beneficial and and great little wonderful creatures. That's correct. Help me understand exactly what makes them so amazing. Well, bats are uh, the only mammal that actually flies on its own. The only thing close we have to that are flying squirrels and their gliders. Right. So they cheat. They are. They cheat a little bit. That, uh-huh. It is that whole flying thing. I've always said that. That yeah. is such a cheat. Well, it's like penguins that are birds, but they don't really fly. They're cheaters, too. Yeah. They're cheaters, So the bats too. are the real deal. <laughs> yes, the bats are the real deal. They're mammals. They're mammals, correct. Okay. And they're not a rodent. A lot of people think bats are rodents, but they're not. They're their own group of animal. Uh, their, their arms and legs have been modified with a membrane between them, and they are capable of sustained flight. But they're not rodents. They're not rodents. They look you, a little bit like They look it. a lot like a rodent. And there's uh, a German word, and if I pronounce this incorrectly, I apologize. Uh, der Fledermaus. Okay, yep. Is German for bat. Mm-hmm. And what that means is a flying mouse. Yeah, they do kind of look like They do look like that. Mice. But if you really, I would suggest that you just Google pictures of bats and look at their teeth. Yeah. They are not rodent teeth by any means. They look similar to canine, but they're not canine either. They're their own specific group. Okay, so they're flying mammals. What other things make them beneficial? Though? Well, they're beneficial. They do eat a lot of insects, and they do help manage that. You're not going to get rid of every mosquito in your yard mm-hmm. or never be bitten with another insect again because you have bats, but they do control the insect populations. Now, I know that there are different types of bats because i have seen those things in the amazon or whatever yes they have vampire blood sucking bats which are terrifying oh i don't want to ever want to see one of those <laughs> i would not go looking for oh, one good and grief. then there are little teeny tiny bats that like hang on the undersides of leaves what kind of bats do we have here you have uh this part of this part of michigan you have about nine species Okay. And they range uh, from the smallest, which is a tricolor bat, which is up uh, up north mm-hmm. in the UP. They may weigh a quarter of an ounce fully grown. Oh, wow. Um, the most common bats that we have around here in this area are big brown and little brown. Mm-hmm. They're about a, they're anywhere from an ounce, ounce to one half. They're not very big. Now, when Even you said the big brown isn't very big. No, the big brown so is, is not very big. It's a cheat name, too. It's a cheat name, too. It's to distinguish it <laughs> from the little grief. brown. I was assuming um, those were monsters. Now, when we get our calls, we know how big bats are. But usually when we have folks call us, they're in a panic, just like most people mm-hmm. are. They will describe a bat as being maybe three feet between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they seem bigger when they're all stretched out there. there, too, there are people, um, if, if you remember the movie Crocodile Dundee with oh, those yeah. bats, those mm-hmm. were actually bats and they weren't CGI or anything like that. They're real. They're flying foxes. And those don't eat blood or anything either. They're pollinators. They eat fruit and nectar. Oh, but they're absolutely terrifying. Contrary to popular belief, bats are not blind. They see very well. But when they hunt, um, they do click 
which mm-hmm. is an audible sound, and they also use echolocation, which is not audible to us, but there are devices out there where you can bring that frequency down to an audible level. It is amazing to hear. Really? And that's that's basically how bats hunt. Well, they it will use their echolocation. so interesting when you really – because you were mentioning, Dale, a video that – you played. Where, uh, tell me about this video because you had video, slow motion video of bats actually catching their food. Yes, and that's readily available out on the internet. You can find that. Just Google bats feeding, and you will see them. They're very good videos. What they do is most people think that when bats hunt, or when you see them out flying around, mm-hmm. they just grab the insects with their teeth. Right. They really don't. They wrap their bodies around them. They use that wing membrane, and they have a tail membrane that they curl around the insect and pull it up into its mouth. That happens so fast, you would never see that. But on hmm. high-speed video, it is an amazing thing to watch. It sounds like how my kids grab a piece of cake when that's thrown <laughs> on the table. It's just this full-body lunge, and then wrap around it, and then the uh-huh. pile starts. Right. Right. Uh, sure. Now, David, let's get to some of the, in the last little bit that we've got, let's highlight what we can do and when, you know, now's not the time to exclude the bats. If we have them in our home and we know where they're coming from, we can at least block that off. That's okay. Correct. But when is the right time to get this problem resolved and how do we do it? Well, like Dale had said, the exclusion uh, part of of um, taking care of the, the bats is we generally will do it between July and the end of October. And what we would do is, is first off, it, we would apply a, um, uh, an apparatus, something similar, we, we call them bat cones, mm-hmm. where it allows the, the uh, bats to go out of the, the area where they're in, if it was in an attic or a soffit, but they cannot return back in there, so we would be excluding them from that area. Then after a period of time, we go back and we, we seal that area up. Once We, we, we want to make sure that all the bats are out of the area first before we do that. Um, so it's something similar is that if there's large areas that we can uh, uh, exclude, we might be putting up hardware cloth to make sure that, that nothing uh, can mm-hmm. actually get back in into those areas. And yeah. is it true that we shouldn't be killing bats if we do find them? We should trap them and put them outside and let them go? Or let an expert trap them. Or- well, yes, but if you have one in your house in the middle of the night, you may not want to wait. Yeah, don't call me. <laughs> the, the, I'm unreliable. Actually, the, the cardboard and the, the Tupperware container or the plastic container like that is not a bad way to do it. I would suggest, though, that if you do something like that, to wear a very heavy set of gloves. Like leather gloves? Leather gloves, yeah. Okay. I was wearing leather yes. underpants. <laughs> Are they like birds where if you touch them, like they say baby birds, if you touch them, then the mother doesn't want to have anything to do with them? Are bats like that Why too? Why would you want to touch them? To pick them up, to take them outside. You, know, you don't touch them. But does that, do, do, do the no. baby bats, bats? No, no. First, first of all, the, once, the, once the young bats are old enough to fly, and that's mm-hmm. why we wait so long to ex- do the exclusion work, mm-hmm. that gives them a chance to grow and develop and fly on their own. Okay. So at that point, they're really not under the parents' care so okay. much anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're not, uh, you know, they're not like a bird. Or the, you know, that's just not okay. true. Right. Um, I don't suggest you handle bats unless you've been trained to do it. I've handled bats barehanded, but I've been trained over the years to do that. Why? Um, why? I <laughs> just do a lot. Tough. I do. <laughs> I do a lot like of things that people ask why. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're the same in that regard. He's like yeah. super brave, but I still get a lot of questions about why are you doing that yet yeah, not the same kind of no, lie that thing. he gets you but, have barehanded oh sure but to handle a bat uh they're very fragile actually 
uh, their wing membranes are very, are thin, mm-hmm. and I usually tell people not to handle them unless they know how, because if you damage that wing right. membrane, that okay. is not good for the bat at all, and we really do not want to harm our bats. Right. Well, I know we had one bat in the house another time, and this was the thing was the, with bats. Well, I, we had a fair <laughs> amount that would just get into the old house, but this one that was the very first one. And he's flying around the living room, and my wife's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. I got over it. Believe it or not, I really did. And I got a broom, and I was just trying to not hit him. I was trying to get him to go out the front door, mm-hmm. and I was kind of moving him around the room. And then he would eventually. He was getting very tired, and so at one point he clings to the crown molding, and he's just sitting there, and his little chest is heaving. And my wife says, get him. He stopped. I said, he's resting. And we're going to give him a break. Because I bonded with him. (laughs) He couldn't maintain his height because he was so tired. And he zoomed right out the door. It worked really well. That's usually the suggestions we give the people if they have a bat flying around in a room. Open the windows. The bats don't want to be in there. They really mm-hmm. don't. They're they're out hunting. In most instances, they'll find those air currents, and they will go right back outside, and you'll be happy. They'll be oh, happy. Everybody will be happy. That was such a happy moment. And I, I didn't hurt them. I took care of my little bat friend. Mm-hmm. But, David, we're about at the end of this segment. If our listeners have issues with bats or concerns or questions or anything you know that you guys might help them with how do they best get in touch with you guys well they can call us directly at uh in this area 616-534-5493 they can also uh, reach us through our website at www.rosepestsolutions.com and also any of the socials youtube um twitter the whole any social all right good deal betsy's made use of your services and bragged you up I have. She is almost stink bug free. Almost. Working towards Just it. Just a few little stragglers. David and Dale, thanks so much for being here. Thank You're you welcome. Very Thank much. you. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the coolest color tools we've ever seen. That's just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. did you enjoy that break? Immensely. I'm sure you did. <laughs> At the beginning of the show, I was thinking about this. We neglected to mention something. At the beginning, for everybody who missed it, uh-huh. first off, shame on you. You, you have <laughs> failed to start your Saturday as it should have been started, and now it's going to be significantly emptier. Than had you heard the whole Repcolite show, don't you think? Uh-huh. Betsy is giving me this look. <laughs> she just wants me to stop talking, right? I, uh, um, People yes. know I'm joking. We all know if you miss the show, you can always go online and listen to it. And that's what everybody who misses anything does. They flock to the online. I mean, we almost take the server down every single week oh, because of the people goodness. flocking there to get the goodies that, that we're dishing out. Okay, was there a point to all of this? There was. <laughs> Moving on. We talked about the 17th Street store. Our plan is to highlight, just from time to time, just some of the things that make each of the stores unique yeah. you know, or fun yeah. or interesting. And every one of them has something yeah. really, really some worth talking thing. about. Yep. And we talked and focused on the 17th Street store, the factory store, and we mm-hmm. mentioned all kinds of things. But what you failed to mention, a note of great significance to me and to you, is that 17th Street also has one person who almost this week completely eliminated the Repco Light Home Improvement Show radio team, right? We were walking into work. Ah, uh, yes. And Kaylee <laughs> pulls well, in. Well, you are calling her out I am. on the radio. She almost line. ran us right over. 
<laughs> she stopped and waved. <laughs> well, she later told me. Well, I she was actually. Up. She was later telling everyone in the store that she almost took out the entire home improvement <laughs> show. And I said, "Well, you know what that means, right?" And she yeah. said, "What?" And I said, "That means you have to take over." Yeah, she said, be, "Oh no!" She'll be doing both voices. She'll have to be Betsy and me. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) So we survived. Yes, Kaylee is normally an incredibly safe driver. We're just incredibly short, and she didn't see us over the other vehicle. That, and it's just the way that parking lot is set up. it's happened a lot. I have done that, I think, to other people. You pull in, and you if someone is in just the right spot, you can't see them. I. I'm an incredibly safe driver, and that would never happen to me. Uh-huh. Do we Let's recall a couple on. weeks yes, ago couple when you weeks, backed yes. into someone's car? That was a car? vehicle, not a person. <laughs> I have standards. Yeah, because you knew what it was. Yeah, I, I couldn't see that either. I'm short that I can't be seen because I've almost been run over by a, a truck. A sales rep backed up. He In that same parking lot. could not see me right. over his tailgate. Uh-huh. That's how short. And, and his truck was not, you know, not lifted. super jacked up. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. Let's talk about this Color Muse thing. Yeah. Because this is something so cool. Mm-hmm. We have had it for a while sitting in a box on my desk. Yes. But we have not dug into it and used it until preparing for this segment where we thought we're going to run it through its paces and give it a review because it's something right. that's being talked about mm-hmm. you yeah. know in in the industry right you know people who work with color generally are at least aware of this right. or these types of things yeah. so we've known about it we've had it mm-hmm. but we thought let's really dig into it and see if it really works yeah. let's first tell people what it is well it's this really cool color matching system you know in the stores we have these big computers that do the color matching or get us at least fairly close right. you've when all we're doing color brought matches. in a sample and we take it to this big machine that hums and buzzes right right and it's the light up- flash <laughs> well it's not quite like that that but would be so awesome but, if it did it's close. This one is really unique because it's no bigger than an old film canister. Remember you, those? I was going to say, if you are old enough to know what a non-digital camera is, you know, one that used to take film, this is like those film canisters. No yep. bigger than that. It's a fits in your pocket, in your purse. and Or your fanny pack. <laughs> right, or your fanny pack. It connects via Bluetooth to your phone, so yeah. you don't even have to plug it in or attach it to your phone. Not a rotary way. phone. A smartphone. Um, right, a smartphone. Because there is an app that you have to get. Um, the cost of this thing is about $60 on Amazon, and the app is then free once you buy this little tool. So there is that investment. Yes. But let's, before we tell them whether, well, we've already spilled the beans. It's worth it. <laughs> but let's tell you what it does. It's perfect for DIYers. Yes. Because right? we talk to people in the store all the time where mm-hmm. they can't remember the color on the wall. They, they Or they loved a color right. on this wall that they saw, you know, or they have yeah. a magazine or they have this Any thing. Any number of things. We'll scan yep. them. Yep. And then they will give you an actual fan deck color mm-hmm. that you can seek out. And you can right. tell it. It's got a ton of pre-programmed fan decks. Yeah. Benjamin Moore, yep. PPG. Any number of other ones that we won't mention. Right. Tons of them. Yeah. You can basically tell it which ones you want colors from. Mm -hmm. You scan whatever you want to scan, and it will give you that number. So it's great for DIYers. Right. 
it's also great for contractors. Yeah, contractors. You know, professional painters. If you're going into a home and you sometimes help people with color, whether it be they have a color on their wall, but maybe they don't have the can from when they originally did it, you can stick this little thing on there and it'll give you a color that's relatively close. Pull out your fan deck and see if it is, in fact, that color. It's going to be really close. It's going to get you at least in the ballpark and you can start working from there. Right. It's great for interior designers. It is because fantastic it for anywhere. interior designers. No matter what you want to scan, you can scan and fabric, mm-hmm. wallpaper, carpet, rugs, and we have right. found it to be tremendously accurate. Right. And then for decorators and for even homeowners, if you're working with a decorator, you can then send whatever color combinations you come up with to someone else. So you can send it to your decorator or decorators, you can send it to your homeowners you're working with. So that is a really fantastic tool. It's really cool. The Color Muse is so simple to use. You just get the little device out, mm-hmm. you download the app. Yep. And the very first thing that shows up is a button that says connect your device. You hit that. It will connect the device via Bluetooth. Yep. And once you've got that going, you're ready to go. You mm-hmm. can start scanning. You've got to calibrate it, but it tells you how to do that. And that's just putting the cap on and scanning. Right. It takes, what, what three seconds to scan yeah, something? Yeah, if that. Yep. We were scanning everything. And <laughs> yes. then we were pulling Fandex and comparing it to see how accurate it, it was. It really was amazing. And we were really happy with the results. Yeah. And like you said, you can save the, Well, you can send them and share them, mm-hmm. but you can save them. So you right. can start creating palettes, save them in the little app, right. and you bring them everywhere. You can add photos to it if mm-hmm. you want to and mix and match that way. Yeah, so if you see a comforter when you're out, you can put it with your color palette, send it to your designer and say, this is what I'm looking at. What do you think? Here's the other thing that I thought was so cool. In fact, this was the thing that really kind of... This sold it for you, did didn't it? it? for me. It was they have a little a, a button on there, a little feature mm-hmm. called Inspire. So yes. you scan a color. We scanned an orange folder that you had yep. sitting here. Just right. a crazy color. Let's see how accurate it is. Mm-hmm. First off, it gave us a couple of Benjamin Moore colors that were really, really close. Yes. And then I saw this Inspire button, and I thought, I wonder what that does. So I hit that, and it brings me to all these different pictures uh-huh. using a very similar orange right. in all these photographs. Right. So the chair in this particular kitchen has this orange tone to it, and you can see all the other colors that that particular right. designer put with that Mm-hmm. Chair. And then you scroll, and now it's a bedroom with a little bit of an orange on the comforter, but right. then all, a different set of colors. And it really gives you an idea of colors that I never, ever would have put mm-hmm. with that orange. Yep. And you can see how they work, and you can see that that might work really well. well. And you can punch each one of those buttons, touch them. Yeah. I like to <laughs> yes. punch. I'm just, let's go straight to it. Right. But you can hit them, touch them. <laughs> and I, it's just this violent, latent violence. Uh-huh. Violence. Yeah. Yeah, latent yeah. violence. Anyway. Anyway. You can just hit them, and it will bring up the Benjamin Moore color for that one. Right. So you can actually create a whole palette and, and lay out an entire room just from scanning one color in the supermarket. You could scan a lemon and end up coming up with your whole You can go kitchen. through the fruits and vegetables and start scanning away and find your entire palette for your kitchen. It is the coolest thing. It is. It's totally worth the investment. Betsy and Dan tested. Betsy and Dan approved. I give it two thumbs up over here. We've got links in our show notes that will take you to Amazon. Right. It's called the Color Muse. It's 59 bucks. It is worth every penny if you do any amount of decorating at home. It sure is. There you go. Now we can wrap the segment up because that's all the time we've got. If you want to listen to this one, and like I said at the beginning of this segment, who doesn't? Right. 
Everybody's going there. Be the first in line. Repcolite.com. You can find all of our archives right there. Right. And if you have any questions, be sure you're emailing us at radio at repcolite.com or call the stores, especially if you have a question about anything you have just heard. Right. And whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you experience some of the most amazing things West Michigan has to offer. Sure, we've talked about Frank Lloyd Wright. We've talked about Hackley and Hume and all of that stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Where are you going with this? But today we talked about Victor and the factory tours at 17th Street. That is true. you got to get there. It's the biggest thing happening right now. Yes. Thanks for listening.